Remember that one time I opened a beer and it exploded all over the microphone? <laughs> yes. So um, I found out a secret piece of information while Neil and I were taking a break between the episodes, and that is is that the Tucker Under is never a car that actually existed. <laughs> you dick! Oh, you shit. dick! We came in with so many fake facts! Yeah, Why did you um, sell us out? So he only told me that one, and you know what? I, I have oh, to take God. it I have to take it on myself that I actually bought that shit because Tucker Under? Really? You know, uh-huh. we have a responsibility <laughs> to communicate accurate information. I recognize that y'all are a bunch of amateurs, but you should grab your balls and get your shit together because we are living in a new goddamn era, motherfuckers. Facts matter. Although, sorry. hold on. Tucker under you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good when you said it last night. I was like, oh, gold. that's gold. Yeah, because everybody believed him. Oh, I'll commit to that lie so hard. <laughs> okay, here we are. Dude Lander, season one, part two. I'm Julie. I'm Allison. I'm Neil. <laughs> I'm Kevin. And I'm mean hi. <laughs> I'm Jameen. Oh, Sorry, the fucking OE is still in my body. Yeah. So, just so you guys know... <laughs> Oh, Neil, f- first of all, sorry, that okay? was my cat. Yeah, she's fine. Uh, Neil, <laughs> your cat's fine. I'm Kevin. allergic to your cats. And uh, Janine, all three drank 40s of OE before this episode. So, <sighs> as always, it's the pattern. The second episode recorded on any given day is always the sloppier. <laughs> I would also like you guys to know that I am not, what the fuck time is it? Mm. 6.02. I am now going into my eighth hour of podcasting for the day. No, seventh, seventh hour. It doesn't matter. It feels like a goddamn eternity. Uh, I've earned every sip of this. Oh, we didn't talk about what we were drinking last episode. Uh, nope. We were so caught up in the old, old, uh, old E. Oldie is uh, what we were drinking last episode. I wasn't. So. I wouldn't let that shit touch my lips. No, I never bought it for you. That's for dudes, for Dudelander only. Anyway, uh, Julie and I were drinking Le Tube, a wild farmhouse ale from Weiner Beer Company, another great Chicago brewery. Uh, where I've never been, but would like to go. I like every winer I've had so far. Um, and I mean in beer cans, not in the sack. I hate a winer in the sack. <laughs> and Janine's been drinking um, ever since he f- drowned his OE. He's been drinking the Pugilist uh, Cabernet Sauvignon from South Australia. So he's Available at Rogers Park Provisions. He got Ooh. extra fancy. Uh, but I here we to, are. I had to make up for that fucking experience. <laughs> <laughs> he was very mad about drinking the OE. Never. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We're going to do another Dude Lander. You're going to drink another OE. Stop being a turd. All right. So here we are. I will Season there. one, part two. Oh. We start with the reckoning. Whatever. We're not going to go episode by episode. We sure. realize that that way is well, Which one is this? The reckoning is when um, it, fucking Jamie spanking. comes in the window and then he Comes lies, in the window, he spanks her. That's all one episode? Yeah. That's and crazy. then the knife sex. The same. Knife sex. Oh, oh knife sex. Mm-hmm. Knife sex is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get there. Oh, we'll get there. We're gonna do our pillars again. We're there. So, oh. le- well, hold on. <laughs> remember how we started? If you can remember anything from the second half of the season, from when Jamie mm-hmm. rescues Claire, mm-hmm. right, to mm-hmm. the horrible end, to what Jamie are, being a weak uh, seaman. Yeah. What are uh, some things that stood out to you? Yeah. What do you remember? Oh boy. Uh, this this is rough again because Kevin and I in our um, sort of huddle session last night, we watched the last two episodes. 
So they're both very fr- those are very fresh in our mind. I, I can I talk about what to me was the first moment of this show that I put down the Sudoku and actually turned my head. Or yes. is that like its own yes. thing? No, this no, no, no. This is that time? Yes, this it's is the that moment time. that time. stuck we with you. We will spend a lot of time talking about this particular episode. We may as well kick it off now. Uh, 1966? 68? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a while since I watched it. Uh, that's the moment when when Leary... Uh, Gayless. Gayless, whatever. 40. Whatever. Oh, 40. Man. It's 40 time. Uh, Kevin, this is going to be a good episode for you. Yeah, no, I'm all about facts on this episode. <laughs> uh, that's uh, when she realized, or when uh, she revealed that she was also a time traveler. It was uh, a, a moment for me when I went, oh, this show went from being a time traveling costume drama with one woman that was like, she traveled through time and how does she get through and survive? And... She finds this much better mate for herself than Frank's hashtag team Frank. Uh, to to have Leary say that, and then all of a sudden, Gayless, whatever. <laughs> Hold on, Gayless is the redhead. That's all you need to remember. Listen, I want to call her red tights, but I don't want to ruin anything. That's not Gayless. Well, yes, that red is Gayless. No, oh, what, what, what you're saying is when you discovered that it's. It's that it's more like Highlander, right? <laughs> that when there like, are others. And there can be only And occasionally one. their paths will cross. And Christopher Lambert is totally in, but Connery is phoning it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, when I realized that it was... When it was more than just Claire, and it was a, it was a, a moment that I didn't expect to come on the show. Yeah. It made me put down the Sudoku, and mm-hmm. I didn't care about the time or point value I was getting from not participating, but... I, I sat up and I went, this is, okay, this is now, this is a thing. This isn't, this isn't what I thought it was. You've changed the game and you have my attention. All right, cool. Neil, do you have any moments of interest yeah, from the Yeah, particularly favorite moment or anything? Um, you already said something about the knife sex. I'll, I will absolutely say that knife sex is my favorite part of the second half of the season. <laughs> Absolutely, it was so good. <laughs> well, it is the only part of the second half of the season he has seen. The, well, I'll, I'll tell you that after after rewatching, you know, after not rewatching for me watching for the first time the last two episodes last night, um, my big the thing that's been on my mind the most um, since we watched Wentworth Prison and To Ransom a Man's Soul, um, and and while the Devil's Mark is, you know, I think a, one of the before would have been my, you know, my most mind-searing episode. I think the thing that jumps out to me the most is that cows are a plan. (laughs) (laughs) Nineteen cows. They are a plan. Mm -hmm. They are a plan. And how did that plan not? Bovino. Es un schemo. <laughs> you said it last night, and it's still funny. <laughs> what? Oh, God damn it. Oh, boy. Okay. So we got your favorite moments. Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> now let's move to characters. In the second half, you have a little bit more Leary. You have a little bit more Father Bane. You got a lot more Blackjack Randall. You got a lot more Blackjack Randall. Like girthy blackjack, Randall. Ugh. Oh, God. Come on, dude. Oh, we get a lot more. It was sitting there. Mm. I hate all of you. It was hanging there. 
Oh, Sophie. Uh, our cat is, uh, is She's in, ready in, this time. getting in the mix right now. Just like the second episode forever, it's going to be messier. So what do you guys think about character in the second half of season one? I mean, it, it's still... It's it's Galus and Blackjack Randall for me. And this, again, just not... Set, I'm setting the two leads aside because obviously they're the two leads and they're fairly good at the jobs. I think mm-hmm. in, the, in the second half you get you get Murtaugh. I think Murtaugh's shining moment in the first yes. half is in is in Sassanek where he jumps down and saves Claire, and then he kind of gets uh, kind of pushed to that that milieu of just dirty people that live in the castle. But and in part two we get the whole road movie. Yeah, you get yeah. the which you get more of him, but you also get while that is dumb and terrible, you get <laughs> you get. Murtaugh saying I made a promise to his mom to, to always look after Jamie as his um, godfather. Can I, can I just say, Tusk. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Neil. Uh, you also get some Murtaugh. Obviously, we're big Pample Moose fans here at the Podlander mm-hmm. Drunk Cast. Pample Moose! Uh, but among the other gems, uh, well, so we get the grumpy Murtaugh dancing. Even if you hate the road show, you must love Murtaugh being cranky <laughs> about other people's dancing. <laughs> Uh, we get Murtaugh and Jamie's scene that's entirely in Gaelic. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. true. That um, is such a good fucking scene. The way you guys describe that and then looking up the description of that, oh, mm-hmm. fuck. It was so just so good. Um, but in the first half, I mean, we're not there anymore, but you also get Murtaugh talking about how uh, Claire's smile is as sweet as Jamie's mom's smile after he's being all grumpy about stealing that. Never mind, it doesn't matter. We really <laughs> love Marta. That was the stable scene where he went to the widow's house and got the Fraser killed. Anyway, move on. Okay. I so, need another standout. Do I need another like standout character? If you've got one, yeah, hit us. All right, give me like six minutes of dead air and I'll think of somebody. <laughs> Come on. Okay, Ben, go. Uh, no, I, uh, <laughs> I really wish you would have hit yourself in the you face. gave a nickname so to yet. King Ricketts? Uh, well, there's King, King Ricketts. Who has some good stuff in the second half. He does. So Do does your Gilf listeners Gilf. know who King Ricketts is at this point? Uh, if you if haven't listened to, to the season two episodes yet, King Ricketts. <laughs> I think by the name, you know who King <laughs> Ricketts is. King Ricketts is Kevin's name for Colin, Mc- for Laird Colin McKenzie. Yeah. Yeah, no, titles mean nothing to me. No, Played your first shot of terrific him. terrific Jerry, Le- Gary Lewis, not Jerry Lewis. Gary that's, Lewis. That's somebody else. <laughs> you get a <laughs> shot of those, those shoes they go right up to his weird crooked ricket legs and uh, that's how you int- that's how you're introduced to him so I think it's a fair name it's like green um, screen and shit and slanted shoes it's fascinating green socks and green screen oh the things that they do are great uh, uh, special effects wise I think they do a really great job but that doesn't change right. the fact that um, I would like records. to remind you guys and I don't know if this character means as much to you both as it means to Allison and I but this is also the second part of season one is where we are introduced to the Duke of Sandringham. Mm. Also, Jenny. I was thinking about Jenny. Well, Jenny. Jenny from Lally Brock. Yeah. Jenny. Jenny is super cool. Purse first. Yeah. Purse first. Well, purse first doesn't happen until season two, but yes. But that's the Duke of Sandringham has his moment in the sun of season one um, in the episode before the witch trial. Um, and that's when he says, he's got a sick burn. It's, uh, uh, you have such a lovely neck. It holds up your head so prettily. It would be a shame to see them parted. And then then exits purse first. Yeah. (laughs) Those coats. (laughs) Uh, no, Jenny, uh, Jenny from the Lally Brock. 
uh, is great. I thought you were talking about a grown-up Peter Dinklage, which was my nickname for Angus. No, Angus has all his best shit in season two. I, yeah. yeah, I think Angus and, and who's the other guy? Rupert. Rupert, Rupert yeah. also has his best shit in season they two. Grow up. That's when yes. they stop being caricatures and become actual characters. Um, Jenny. I, no, Jenny's... Oh. Talk to us about Jenny, Kevin. Oh, I don't think words will do it justice. <laughs> Can you do it in beat poetry? Yeah, sure. Okay. There we go. Jenny is a lady. Ladies from Lolly Brock, hands in the air. You don't even care. Your child is breached, but that's not enough. You need to attack each of the problems that you are facing. <laughs> Doesn't matter that Jamie's there. You're still in charge. <laughs> Your husband's wooden leg. Lego my ego. <laughs> it's not a problem. You're a badass lady. From the Lily Brock. Oh my god. Damn. Yes. That, that you know, was really uh, good. Kevin just made sure to shoot me the mic so I could praise him. So I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Raise him. <laughs> Guys, I blacked out. What just happened? <laughs> All right. I feel that's pretty good on character, unless yes. you guys can think of anything yes, else. No, that was amazing. Uh, actor beat poetry. Cool. Well, no, here. you know who we haven't talked about, though, who oh. we love, who these dudes <laughs> would remember because he's in one of those final two episodes. Towel. 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 Did you guys have any feelings for Towel? Um, not as many as you guys did, man. You guys were, uh, I mean, you gave you him a name and everything. You didn't relate to his little speech about how right before you die, you get a boner. Yeah, I have a beat poet about it. No. 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 Stop the snaps. <laughs> Never. I think he's one of those guys that, uh, which I think is, is a common thread amongst characters in, in the series so far, is they get really good arcs for three episodes, and they serve their purpose really well, and then they ultimately just die. Um... And I have nothing against or for Towel. I think he served a purpose. He served well when they were ambushed, but I don't really... This, by the way, is proof that Kevin listens to the show. He knew who mm -hmm. Towel was. Yeah, he did know who Towel was. Listen, well, you called me out one time and you said, tweet if you listen to the show, and I tweeted the two parties involved. Yes, I've listened. Six weeks later. <laughs> it's I mean, the holiday he's, season. He's, in, he's interesting character because he's set up as a villain, uh, and then he turns out to be a little bit more complex than that. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Um... I don't think I have much else to say about That's him besides that. Anybody that watched the show knows what I'm talking about with that. You so. guys didn't really uh, wax on Blackjack. Are you saving that for later? Well, yeah, I think that there's plenty to talk about about him. I think that the truest mm -hmm. intentions of his character come out over the last episode. Okay. So there's really no point to talk about him in the first half of the season or, or at this exact moment. Although, uh, Jenny, the, in the context of Jenny half, is, Yes, know. the second half includes the moment you were talking about earlier when he laughs when Jamie shows up in the window. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and also his scene with Jenny where she mm -hmm. laughs at him when he can't get a boner. It's mm -hmm. also upsetting. It is very upsetting. Yes. Hi, Sophie. So, <clears throat> costumes. Mm, you got... The Sassanite costume, mm. where she dresses in breeches. Uh, <laughs> hi, Sophie. You gonna be on the podcast? Um, you guys, she can't hear you, so don't cheer for her. She, She's stone deaf. She literally put. She literally positioned herself to be heard from the mic of Kevin. Yeah. 
She also knows that I am horribly allergic to cats and continues to sit in my lap. We warned you. It's because she thinks you're Zach Webb. Uh, it's all no. The hair. She Zach doesn't Webb, think so. anyone is Zach Webb except <laughs> Guys, can we just, to Zach Webb. Cheers. To Zach Webb. Zach Webb. A good friend and a handsome man. Hmm. Ooh, while we're cheersing people... How about your two fans that came to your live event and brought waffles? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You don't forget waffles. Kudos yeah. to no, you, no. ladies. Was, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure you're referring to Megan and Tori, who are yes. fucking awesome. Yes. Also, that waffle, those waffles were delicious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was really fun. But you know what it wasn't a part of? This show. Season one. Yeah, so let's get back <laughs> to season one. Uh, Zach Webb, also not a part of season one of Outlander. Blink and Selfie. you'll miss him. God damn it. He's an, he's an extra when he's wearing that. Okay, so we hit all the characters that you guys wanted <coughs> to talk about, right? We've already hit the moments that uh, stuck with you from the second part. Yes? Um, yeah, I mean... We've got one pillar left, and then we should talk about those last two episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, costumes. It's this, about... Uh, oh, yeah, we have to do costumes. Costumes, really not so much this time, because we, like I said, we, we got the Sassanet No, we did this. Costume. We did the breaches. Yeah, but we didn't really talk about it. Okay, Is right, there any except for the moment the where the costume becomes the plot. That's the Sassanet costume. Mm, oh, no, not that one. I was Which thinking one? about the water wheel. Ooh, well, we didn't talk about that. Neil, please elucidate. <laughs> I'm talking about where it's where JB goes to the water and, mm-hmm. and he's hiding from the British. Mm-hmm. And then his shirt gets stuck on the water wheel. And then mm-hmm. his maze runner back gets exposed. Yeah, and then, uh, and then everybody knows he's naked. And what were your thoughts and or feelings in that moment? My thought was, oh, this is like a whole thing so that people know that Jamie's naked. Mm-hmm. My thought was that the British were coming, and they're probably not the only ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. I had no thoughts because I was deep in the heart of a Sudoku. Okay. All right. Sweet. So we don't really have any costumes. You know notes. what? No, I've got a question. Yeah. Mm. Can you talk to us a little bit as a semi-professional bodybuilder? Nope. <laughs> yep. I'll field this. Nope. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Ask it over here. I wouldn't say semi-professional. I would say... Um, semi-professional amateur bodybuilder? I nope. would say amateur bodybuilder. Nope. Weight Weightlifting professional? Person who lifts weights. There you go. Lifter of weights. Lifter of heavy things. That could be Neil Hoister? or I. You need to Hoister? specify. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, Kevin. Have you How ever... Com- Kevin, yes. have you ever competed? No. Okay, Neil. <laughs> as, a, as a weightlifter, how do you feel about this physique? What goes into it? We're talking about Sam Hewitt's Sam body. Huon? Yes, as we always are ta- talking about Sam Hewitt's What type body. of protein do you think it, he ingests? It's your Welcome Wednesday on a Saturday here uh, at the Podlander Drunk Cast. Okay, okay, no, no I can do this. Um, so, all right, so if I had to guess. He's more form than function. Uh, no, I, well, I don't know about that. Fair. But um, <laughs> I would say that there is an emphasis on dumbbell incline benching because the inside upper pectoral area is so developed so that it can peek through his poet blouses. Ooh. Okay. And then his traps are pretty good size. So his traps or are a little bit, you know what? I didn't realize that until this week, but his traps are a little bit overdeveloped for my taste. But I bet they make great handles. No, they're up here. No, I know. Oh, Mm, because it's the no neck thing. I told Neil when he started lifting weights, God, however knows how many years ago, that the minute that his neck started kind of morphing into his body, I would divorce him. Mm. So he has 
specifically avoided trap workouts. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but that's a thing. However, same. Like, what do you think his diet is? Do you think he's protein only? Do you think he does carbs? Do you yeah, think he, I don't know. I, yeah, he's probably <laughs> paleo or something. How I don't, I don't fucking Dude, know. Dude, how much can he bench? How much how do you much think can you can bench? bench? How much yeah. can you bench one? No way. No, we'll start that. No no no, 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 no. Start that. How much can you bench? No one's interested in that. I yes. am. I am 100% interested. No, no, we'll, no. Take, we'll take that off mic. I'm not. Nope. No, Neil, yeah, I want to use it. Allison's not. Hey, Janine, hold on. In Jeanine, this area, I think Jeanine, Allison probably are you interested? for the larger no. listener. Yes, there we go. No, I'm interested in the comparison three of the five of us believe the listeners don't give a shit, so. There are going to be tweets. Make waffles about how much you think Neil can bench. There are going to be tweets. Um, Please send us those waffles. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you can tell we're drunk. There's there's no mail mechanism that would provide fake waffles, fresh waffles to us. This is, again, dr- I've been talking since 10 a.m. Okay. Neil, anyway. how much do you bench? No, how much do you bench? <laughs> yeah, how much can Sam Hewan bench? Neil, the listener wants how to know. How many cows? What are you throwing up? I'm thinking... How many cows is a great example uh, for, for sure, for sure, he can. Please chew more into the mic, you piece of shit. <laughs> no mouth sounds. Come on. No, it's too late. That's Turn the juiciest thing. Away. We all know I don't edit this shit out. It just exists. All right. Sorry. Hold on. There's some pickled ochre here. I had to deal with that. Uh, my my guess is that um, he probably. <laughs> I'm gonna say like two fifty. Mm-hmm. So so he could bench press me is what you're saying. Yeah, he could bench press me. How much are shit. you? How much? Just be honest. What's your max? No one's gonna. He's not gonna answer that. I'm not going into that. Okay, no. I'm gonna guess. No. I'm leaving the stable right now. Your max is 110 pounds. Fuck no. that. No. Right. 110 it is. We Unless should, you tell oh. me I'm leaving the stable. We need to. That. We need to. We need to move on. We need to focus back in on what matters. This is what the That's listeners what want. I took a poll. Listeners call in right now if you people. want to know of how much people. Neil throws up. We don't we don't take phone calls, Kevin. Nope, phone lines are open. We <laughs> should though. <laughs> talk to me about the Neil. Talk to me about the fuse. Yeah, ask him I, more they, questions. They look a little underdeveloped compared to his upper body. Ooh, fuse so shape. Right? So you're they saying skip, you're saying that they they took more time to develop his shoulders and chest than they did to develop the rest of the body because obviously just like Daniel Craig in the James Bond movies. Yeah. Fuse, fuse his legs. Thighs, right? yeah. Thighs. Yeah. It's actually technically no. Neil, muscles. please keep eating while answering these questions. This is my thing. As long as you guys want to talk about this, I'm going to eat. Okay, we're done. Okay, so, we're done. Um, <laughs> this is how you get big like Neil. All right, so his characters, costumes. costumes which we, we did. did. We did. Wait, mm-hmm. any, are there costumes we're missing? Claire no. wears pants a couple of times. No, nothing. I feel like no. these costumes, they don't stand out because of, the reason why they're so great is because they don't stand out. Unless Red those shoes. are people dressed as cows. Galus's naked robe. <laughs> don't forget the naked robe. The naked robe was great. I want to give a shout out to the... Uh, uh, boob milking scene. Oh yes, when Jenny mil- milks her boob. The the functionality of her costume in which it allowed for that to happen so quickly and easily. So mm-hmm. let's let's just give a shout out for that. What did you guys think about the milking of the boob? It was cool. Whatever. It was yeah. just nice was to see some that? real some realness, like some fucking late seventeen hundred upper sky. What, yeah. 
No, you got nope. it. No, nope, keep eating this. fucking so, food and talking, you <laughs> dumb dumb. Uh, some Highland, uh, some Highland realness. Some, some the 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 Highland culture is not yet dead. Uh, sort of realness about like we're on the what side did of the road, you think about the this. separation between mm. the men's story in that episode? Well, not necessarily. Ooh. Sorry, not necessarily the uh, the search, but in the watch when you had Claire and Jenny in the birth and that terrible, horrible, possible breach birth, and then the guys doing whatever they were doing. What did you think about that? Mm-hmm. Great, great question for somebody that yeah, has no, insight um, into that don't episode. Remember. I know that uh, in a breach birth, the feet come out first. Right. I know that. Or anything other than the head. It doesn't have to be the feet. It like could the be the butt. butt. Which is even worse. Does that happen? The most rare kind of breech birth. This is a true fact that I got from the Neil Starbird School of True Facts. Yep, yep, yep. The most difficult breech birth is actually purse first. Purse first. Ah! Oh, the lead up was great! As Allison just left the room, that's a walk-off. She's done for the rest of the podcast. That's how good that one was. Have you guys ever heard of a footling? Yeah. Footloose? I, I see pictures not, of it. I don't know what you're talking about. Footling is when one foot comes out first. So imagine what that's like. Oh like, my God, that's terrifying. I, I All of this that. is terrifying. I'm sorry. This is, I don't want so, to. So, I'm going to okay, eat some more on. okra. So hold on. <laughs> I'm going to eat this piece of bread. Pull that back and let's sorry. think about, back Just away from please the don't fucking. Just do that. <laughs> pull that back and let's think about her trying to assist in a breech birth with no drugs Whatever you guys don't care about. No, the, the episode, no. that's great. It's intense. It's, just ama- it's an amazing thing. Don't be wrong. Like that is that is an intense, amazing. Like I can't imagine the fear that could exist in a situation like that. Thank you, Janine, the so, person who's listened to us talk about this episode. Is this one where they have to massage her belly, like they're doing the massaging thing? Yeah, she has to try to turn um, the, the baby around. For the record, yeah. Janine can only speak when I float the mic to him. So it's not, it's a one or the other. It's easy because you have nothing to say on this. Oh. That's not true. I absolutely <laughs> think that it's an amazing thing that Claire does. It's a, an amazing medical feat to say, listen, I feet. don't, I don't, oh, I see what I did there and I do not like it. <laughs> Well, this, this is a theme from the first part of this, of, of Dude Lander season one, part one, right? Is the idea that whenever Claire is being a fucking medical badass, it's always fucking cool on this show. And they do it, the show does it really well in all of them. Like we, for instance, just watched uh, To Ransom a Man's Soul, and you see her set a broken hand without the uses of modern medicine that she's used to, and... It, it's what they do special effects wise mm-hmm. to show a compound fracture. That's wine and not pee. I just want to make sure everybody knows. If you if you can hear that, that that's not. It's that's a actually, little pee. That, that's not true. That's a little <laughs> pee in myself as well. Neil and I both have very wet pants. Um, um, that is a good point, though. I'd never really thought about the fact that she had to set an entire broken hand that was probably broken in like twenty places. And honestly, it's a I felt fracture. Like, she has to put bone back into. Uh, yeah. into I kind of felt like I. I felt oh, like I should have seen more like appreciation on the part of the monk. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to see like the camera cut to that little brother that's help monk that's helping them out. <laughs> <laughs> And, Can you help a brother out? You know, He'll stand Buddha out. Because, I mean, I, it should be, shouldn't it be, like, amazing to them that, like, this woman, like, Just walks in, in here like, um, excuse and, me, like, knuckle break. sets uh, come these on. shattered <laughs> bones and then sews up the fingers and then sets it in the splint and everything, like, and they're all just all like, yes, yes, We'll get yes. you more water and well, cloth. Well, healers yes. were 
Yes. We're, you know, sometimes female. And uh, after all, she's a wetch. Uh, well, also... But everybody else is amazed that they say, like, you're the best. At the end, when she leaves for France, and they say, you're the best healer we've ever had. I feel like that should have been an opportunity for, for them to... For the director to say to the actor playing the monk, like, hey... Dude, look You've a never seen this here, before. Right? <laughs> you have literally never seen somebody do this. Before. I don't know. Well, God works in mysterious ways. Well, you know, you know. Yes. I just read a, uh, an article that, of a study that just came out about how people uh, like to pretend they're more intelligent than they really are. Mm-hmm. And I, a study, huh? Uh, and I don't necessarily think that that has uh, is a new concept, uh, proven by the fact that I am embodying that re- that entire study right now. <laughs> Nerd. Nerds. Nerd alert. His name is Janine. He's a nerd. So there's one episode in the second half that's not one of the two episodes that you guys watched last night that I feel like both of you kind of want to talk about a little bit, and that is the search. That is the road trip, the boogie-woogie bugle boy, the boogie-woogie bugle boy. If you have some thoughts about that, bring it out, and then let's save some time for uh, Wentworth and Ransom of Mansell. Uh, yeah, my first and foremost thought, which is the same one I had when I watched it the first time <laughs> around. Hey, everybody, Neil just joined the party. <laughs> uh, was they, they did an entire half of an episode based around taking a song from 1945. I don't know when the Andrew sisters recorded it. Hold, but please. Keep is talking. It, is it the Andrew sisters? Yes. Yes. All right, Kevin. Yes. Uh, I don't know why they felt the need to do that because all he could think of was... 1941. 1941. So it's a song that had been around for four years by the time that Claire went through the Dick Rocks. But all he could think of was her taking a song back in time and a time-traveling adventure was... Fucking Johnny Be Good in Back to the Future. <laughs> That's all I can think of. And I, first off, Back to the Future posits to steal something from John Mulaney that we took Johnny Be Good away from African Americans because white people now, Marty McFly took that. La La Land. Yeah, no, we also have jazz. Uh, um, everything. Uh, <laughs> I hated it on that reason alone is that you have a time traveling story. How can you take a piece of, of music? And, and pull that back with you, knowing that that's already been done to high success in the Back to the Future franchise. But this time, they changed the lyrics. Oh, and that makes it so much different, and all of my points are immediately washed well, away. Well, no. They, they take the same song, but then they make it specific to each place that they go, as opposed to Michael J. Fox well, and Back to the Future well, only the point, plays at the one The point time. is not to get his parents bone. The point is to find... Uh, it's not about the enchantment under the sea. Dance. This episode is racist. Oh, this episode's terrible. Uh, but the point is it's to find really. I just, I, I, as a as a defender of of um, fake news. Booers. Um, Booers. I feel like I should say it is actually a traditional folk song that they set to the tune of Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy. So they it took is actually the tune. Boogie Woogie. It's like racist. a real thing. Yeah. Neil, you know what? You're racist. <laughs> I am racist, but so is this episode. Um, hold up. So everybody always wants to focus on the road trip portion of the search. Mm. We always forget that the first oh, half of this episode I don't ever is Claire it. and Jenny in the woods. Torturing a bro. I will admit that I forget that the 
first half of this is is a continuation of a badass tale of two women. Yeah. Right. Until you're you guys posit on your podcast that somebody, Aaron, Janine, I'm sorry, Janine, who can do this, should cut it into one episode of a badass journey of two women. Uh, uh, it should be. It should you know just what? be. It should be. No, you, know you don't get a mic. You don't get a mic. You don't get a mic. You know what? I'm gonna do it. <laughs> you should. It'd actually be a better episode. You, you guys, just remember it. I, I I don't know how I'm the most sober person at this table, <laughs> but it happened. You you remember this episode mostly for how it shits the bed so hard. Yes. Well, definitely the merch oh, until until. The Tusk. beach scene. Yeah, until the beach scene. When it's just Murtaugh and Claire after they've traveled forever and not been able to find Jamie and he tells her the story of the Tusk bracelets. Also, That's the where cave scene is really good. So really, when we talk about this episode, we're talking about a great first 20 minutes, a last great 10 minutes. So really, it's, it's the, the chunk in the middle. In the center. And even that has its moments. Murtaugh being cranky about dancing. I'm going to love that forever. Sometimes Fine. you get so far off the path... A compass will never get you back, and you just <laughs> fucking hate it. Speaking of which, Johnny, be good. What are we talking about? Uh, <laughs> Look, you might not like it, but your kids will. Mm. Johnny, be good. Back to the future reference. <laughs> uh, also, my hand went invisible and then reappeared for a minute, but that's fine. My parents kissed at the enchantment under the sea dance. Guys, you are listening to Back to Back to the Future. <laughs> Starring Kevin. Okay, hold on, hold on. No, I'm going to yeah. turn your mic off. Here yeah, we go. Julie, pause, Julie pause. could you do this? Jesus. So, <laughs> I tried to bring this arch into it because I knew that it would be an episode that we all fought about, but that was a bad idea. Mm. <laughs> Instead, let's just do this. Let's just let Neil and Kevin have the microphone for as long as it takes for them to talk about their experience last night yeah and how it went all right sure we'll just jump right to it right? real quick as as real quick time i did we'll you know yeah. what Meh. That, did you hear that that was me flicking you off um uh often <laughs> as ladies uh certainly for me as a lady that, that was Kevin as a lady that writes about pop culture for a living uh, I find myself in the position of having to be the person that talks about um, what rape means or doesn't mean in things um, and it is a rare thing that they actually address sexual assault in men when it's not in a jail um, it and is in a jail well, that's true, but not in a co the contemporary American prison system. How about that? All right. Um, it's not Oz. It's not Oz, and it's not the Shawshank Redemption. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it is a good movie. It is a good movie. <laughs> I can't talk about Stephen King anymore today. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I, anyway, so I think that these episodes are really important from a cultural point of view, and at the time, Julie and I really wanted to be able to talk to a dude about them, and now we have two of you. So feel free to keep being drunk, funny assholes, but if you have actual thoughts about what it was like to experience these two very traumatic episodes of television as men, I would be interested in them genuinely and legitimately. All right, I'm going to frame the night. So this is the context with which Neil has never seen these episodes, and I have seen them prior. This is the this is the experience. He comes to my home. We go out. We get something to eat. We catch up. It's a very nice time. We come back to my home. It's cold out. It's Chicago in February, so I turn the fireplace on. So there is a fire going. <laughs> cozy. Very cozy. He is sitting on a, uh, in the home in which I inhabit. Sort of like a chaise long. 
it, it has become like a chaise longue, uh, in that it was it was sixty percent of a sectional, but the uh, remaining forty percent of the sectional was thrown away in lieu of better furniture. So just to give an idea of what this looks like, it's uh, like a three cushion couch that, um, and I'm sitting on the right side of it, and Kevin is sitting in a separate chair to the right of me, and to my left at one end of the couch, the arm. So the rest is normal height, and to the right, right next to me, and between Kevin and I, is some sort of a barrier that is like three times the normal height, so I can't actually see Kevin while we're watching these episodes. That, that barrier is where it would have connected to the remaining 40% of the sectional. So it's, it's an unnecessary high wall that... Based on the fact that the we are unnecessary, Kevin and I can't see each other. Yeah, there's a there is a weird divide in between. We can see the show. This is a uh, a construct so that two dudes can watch some really sexual stuff. <laughs> no, this is all to provide extreme context for what is about to happen. Well, it was just it was just a really strange and it was. Um, it's an odd furniture layout. It's a weird setup for like two dudes who know that they're getting, getting about to watch like a couple of awkward episodes of television together. And to, to be real, to all of a sudden realize, oh, and we won't be able to see each other while we're watching. I also, it. I don't know if they did this uh, or if they're going to do this in post, but if there is a trigger warning that needs to happen, I think that somebody that's probably more in tune to this should do it other than myself. We can play the thing. We'll play it. We've Great. Played, we've played the so, thing at this point. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure that it's there. So. That's very considerate. That is Kevin. very kind. Thank Nicely well, done. It's going to get. We're going to go to before the darkest before it gets light. We'll mm. put it that way. Uh, so we watch to ransom or to Wentworth Prison. Wentworth Prison we watch first, Wentworth but that one We watch the one that you would trick a human being into not watching. <laughs> yeah, that you would invite them to be a guest on your show to talk about. We, we yeah. trick them into like, don't watch that one. Like, watch the one after that because yep. that's the one that's not, uh, not that bad. Oh, so we watch that one and it's surprisingly... Fine. It's Yeah, it's a tough you watch, know, but we you're We get like, some hijinks with Angus and Rupert and... Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, then the next episode. I mean, you weren't skipping the the fucking the, Christ the penetration, nailing the hand. Well, the the, the, table. Yeah. the That's not hands. awesome. No, none of this is awesome. None of it's but awesome, but comparatively, yes, yeah, truth. Uh, and we I got Marley. Like we, we really, oh, <laughs> which we had a lot of laughs at Mart. <laughs> Painful, awkward laughs, trying to make the night a little less bleak. Somebody called him Marley and me. That was me. <laughs> We called him Jacob Marley. That was you. That was me. <laughs> Somebody wanted to sing the song from a movie Christmas Carol. I guess that was you. That was 100% that. me, but we moved okay. past that. Right now, that's me. <laughs> Marley and Marley. <gasps> oh. uh, so Kevin and I watched uh, Wentworth Prison. Sort of, I'd seen part of it with Julie when she did her rewatch for season one. Um, so we kind of skipped ahead to the bits that I hadn't seen. And, you know, it was it was... Fraught and it was tense, and they had a lot of like the tropes of a good jailbreak thing as, as she's making her way through the prison. Uh, and then the horrible, horrible shit at the end where she gets caught out by Blackjack. Um, and she curses him. I love when she curses him. Oh, and yeah. that was all super emotional and mm-hmm. upsetting. Uh, yes, however, it was not the most upsetting moment. Of the night, as I knew, and you in the back of your mind always knew that we had 
one more horrible right. episode and, to right. watch. Right, and so we start uh, Tyrannosaurus on a Man's Soul, and there is, you know, first there's the intro song, and then there's the little weird, do you guys have a name for this, where they show, like, images from the, the little teaser? Title card. The title card, right? And I was, and it's like, it shows this, like, you know, Bible stand where mm-hmm. there's a Bible and a rosary, and there's what I think is a vial of, like, holy water. And I'm like, and what's the thing on the left? <laughs> there are, yeah, there are three items. And Kevin's like, well, I know what that is, but I'm not going to tell you. And, and I, I wasn't. And then, the as, as we now know, the vial on the far right was not holy water. Not holy but water, but lavender, lavender oil. oil. Um, and I didn't want to tell Neil what the item on the far left was. Mm-hmm. Can I? I mean, I can say it now. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, so it is the brand. With his initials that Jesus, he carries around with that. him. Thanks, dudes. Gosh, I didn't even notice that. Yes, that's the third. That's the third item on the stand, mm-hmm. on the far left. On the Bible stand is is the is the brand, um, and and I knew what it was. I made a, a, a silly little funny to divert yeah. attention away from that because you can't tell somebody that's never seen this. Like, there's a lot that happens in this episode, and then. Um, that is one of the highest moments of drama in this in this mm. entire episode. Yeah. It's that moment. And I can't be like, hey. It's a moment that carries through. Yeah, yeah. hey, that's the brand that Jamie's about. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. So I made a little funny. Especially not if you're going to try to talk like Kermit the Frog when you're doing it. Listen, I have two voices. And, and they're either Dick Vitale or Kermit the Frog. <laughs> like, and so. Do it as Dick Vitale. And so the episode do starts. Baby. And the episode basically starts with cows are a plan. Right? Yeah. It, it basically starts with the jailbreak. And we have the moment, you know, where they're, they come in and they knock, the cows are a plan, knock down the door. And, you know, we think, we presume Murtaugh thinks Jack Black is dead and that's why he doesn't kill him. This Jack is all this, Black. So, Jack. <laughs> Black Jack. Oh, no, but now it's Jack Black and his career Jack is Black Randall. Randall. Jack Black Randall, we think he's dead. <laughs> oh, my God. All he's searching for is the pick of destiny. Brother, what a night it really was. Mother, what a night it really was. And John is tough. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, you know, we, all right, so, we always retreat to humor. Uh, so it's <laughs> true. I mean, most, most of the difficult elements in, in this episode take place via flashback. Right. And I didn't realize that because, well, I didn't. Which is to say that as soon as they were breaking him out of jail at the end, there is a horrible moment at the end, beginning where he's naked and on his cot and his eyes are open and then Jack Black wakes up behind him. No, it and, ruins and, it. <laughs> no, no okay. this is great because okay. this image in my head is okay. so clear. Right. I'm not no, giving you the mic no, for that. No. I know because I'm yelling. But, but it became clear because obviously I know that, that horrible things happened in this episode that as soon as the cows are planned, shit started happening, um, that... Oh, I've got flashbacks to look forward to, right? Uh, but you know they escape and they've got him in that cart, that like cage shaped cart. What did which you is... think about Claire and her pants? I love. Her uh, pants. I, I did. I said out loud. I said she's in her Sassenbach outfit. Um, and which which is great because they're her in my eyes. From a woman from 1945, she knows that she's about to get into a situation where she needs to effectively move quickly. She needs to be able to think about other people besides herself. So she adorned herself in the Sassanac costume in order to say, like, a nurse. whatever situation I get into, it doesn't matter. Yeah, they're like, it's, hey, it's nurse, nurse's guard. Kevin, do you remember? I, I actually didn't note this. When we went back and watched the pilot, and she's 
uh, dealing with that guy's leg in World War II. Is she wearing trousers? It's hard to say because she's wearing the an apron. She's wearing an apron that's covered in blood. But I believe the trousers. Sure, I'm pretty sure that it's a dress. I think it's a dress. Then okay. I am wrong. Regardless, any, it's it, business time. It's business time. It's, it's business, time. business time. I'm yeah. with you. Now it is worth noting that I looked this up and that cart that they take him away in. It's got like this. Uh, is this real or is no, this some fucking tucker? No, I fucking looked this up. I just okay. just saying only because. So do you guys remember they take him away in that wagon? Mm-hmm. And it's got like this, um, not mesh, but what is it? It's like a cage. It's like bony. Sort of like thing. It's, it's, it, it uh, is like bony. It's like metal, right? Thing. Yes. And that's the reason that was like that is because it was a hunting cart. And so after uh, a bunch of guys had gone out on a hunt in the day, and they would keep that that cart central, they could then hang the animals from those from the uh wire rack cool. to bleed out God, and then dry out on detail. the way home that's really cool it's totally alive. so it already oh! No! Oh why do you we talked it. about this we're not supposed to admit oh, lies damn God, you had they got so excited though that you even were reassured you know us. what guess what i'm never gonna believe you again yeah you will just, you know what, Neil? They take they invest in fucking accurate historical detail in no. this show. It is no. not nice <laughs> to take advantage of our willingness to believe the best of these creators. And of me. No, yeah, I don't believe what? the best I of you. I should never believe the best we're, of you ever we're again. In a nice, we're in a nice transitionary moment. Can I ask a question? I asked Neil. Yeah. That is a small departure from this episode. So that uh, very cart that Neil lied about, which I wish he wouldn't have because we could have embellished it for the entire episode, takes uh, takes everybody to a monastery. Sorry, you're asking him to not admit his lie. You're, you weren't <laughs> saying that he wish, you wish he hadn't lied about it. Just to be fucking clear, you <laughs> asshole. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't like when people admit lies because that's a sign of defeat. Anyway. Um, I, you gotta uh, just eat some okra while you go through Yeah, that. please just eat it right Turn in the mic. Turn your head no, away. Get, get your lips right in that mic. Um, so they take, they take uh, Jamie uh, to a monastery. Mm-hmm. And I asked the question very, uh, yeah, I knew exactly what I was asking, but I asked Neil straight up. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> I, uh, I asked, uh, do you think I could pull off one of those monk haircuts? <laughs> yep. No. I, I got a solid yes from Neil. We were going to do it that night. For, for, no. the, for the record, I oh have. Oh my god, have that would have been the most very, amazing. Very thing. long hair, which is going to come into play in a moment when we talk <gasps> about some flashbacks. Yeah, it is. Um, I have very, very long hair, and I am in the process of, of getting a haircut for the first time in. Not like, like this moment, just so you know. Two years, but I thought maybe I could pull off one of the monk cuts. They looked all right. But if you got one of the monk cuts but kept the length, you'd look like Gallagher. I would look like Jesse the Body Ventura, <laughs> and I would be okay with that. Whoa, 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 Wait, whoa, whoa, what are we talking about? Governor. <laughs> no, Jesse not when the he mind. was governor. You're right, the mind. When he was the governor, uh, he was shaved. When he oh, was yeah. a wrestler, he had to skull it. Allison's face says we are off the rails. So yeah, what are we talking about? No, 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 no. I was making a joke while you ate that bullshit ochre into the mic. So okay. back to these very serious episodes about sexual assault. Which we deal with through deflecting humor. <laughs> really so... Heavily. They got him out of the... 
prison. They get him into the wagon, which isn't retrofitted for hunters to hang their carcasses from. And then they take him to the monastery. Mm-hmm. Don't what forget, he's there. That's the first time that he freaks out. In the, in the mon- yes, in the in the cart in back, the wagon. It's because Claire the touches him, cart. and it's a it's an odd moment of substituting uh, uh, Claire for Blackjack Randall, which is very telling as to what's going to happen. But I think the, the monastery is is interesting to me in terms of how ready everybody is at the monastery to support the greatest needs and desires of Claire in helping get Jamie. But I think there's there's one of the monks that says the line like it's not it's not his physical injuries, it's his mental ones. Which brings me back to something a point that I make in Outlander to or Dudelander to whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. To you. I'm looking to Julie because the Dudening. Focus. The Dude Dude Lander 2. The Dude Ning. Yes, in uh, Dude Lander 2, Electric Doodaloo. uh, (laughs) (laughs) They do a really nice job of handling the PTSD that Claire feels. And I think that this entire episode is a testament to how much they want to address Jamie. I can't can't speak on this topic. I'm so ill-informed and not the right person. But they do... They talk about the mental struggles, which I think is something that we often extremely overlook as a, as a culture and a society in, in these types of incidents. Why don't we do this one first, get drunker, and do the sillier one? No, it's one. okay. Kevin, it's okay. you're doing a great job. I agree. I think we ignore it in all people, but especially in men, and in situations of assault or uh, war, any sort of trauma, we... As a patriarchal fucking goddamn society, Suck expect men to be manly. And mental health um, care is still stigmatized in this country in a way that makes not one lick of goddamn sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, that's the line that really sticks out. Is like you can heal his hand all you want, but you can't. You have to heal what's really broken inside of him, which they then take forty-five minutes. And a couple of flashbacks well, to get to. Well, most of that is the flashbacks, though, so that you can see what happened to him. Can I... Now, I, I just... Uh, full disclosure, because I didn't see this episode until last night, I didn't listen to your to your episode discussing it. Oh, yeah. you are really in for a treat. Amanda's parents are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I haven't listened to that yet. That is true. Um, if I've taken... You know, that's neither here nor there. Um, something that I was interested are sort of wondering about after I watched that, as I watched that episode last night is what black Jack Randall wanted to, uh, in the moment. And, to psychologically break Jamie. Well, but here's the thing. And, and this is getting a little bit granular on uh, a very villainous episode. When, when he, at, when, when he gets, when he says to Jamie, uh, say my name. And Jamie says, Claire, what I was trying, I I was trying to decide whether that is what he wanted him to say. And the reason that it surprised, it would surprise me if it is what he was wanted him to say is because the next morning he was ready to kill him. When Jamie says, you owe me a debt and Blackjack Randall pulls his knife and is getting ready to give him the death that he promised him, which makes it seem like Blackjack Randall is going to kill him. So it makes me think that what Blackjack Randall would have actually wanted him to say in that moment was, 
for him to say Jack or, you know, to say his actual name. Oh. It's safe saying Claire because, because the, the way it feels is like, is that by having him say Claire, is that he's inserting himself into their relationship and now he's like ruining their relationship by your, you know, your feelings for your wife and... Um, That's what he wanted. Intimacy with your wife will forever be ruined. That's what he wanted. By this moment, except that he was totally ready to kill him the next morning. I think... Which seems to be at odds with that, right? Like, I am I am going to give you the death I promised you. It seems to be the thing. Until he hears cows are a plan out in the hallway and goes to check out what's going on. <laughs> I think that it's not that he wanted to forever ruin their relationship. I think he wanted to take advantage of the relationship to get Jamie to acquiesce to an actual yes. sexual experience. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then to and then to bring him back, right? There's a lot of the lavender oil and the hair and Claire's here, she's here, she's with you. So that he'll get off, basically. Well, he right? asks and then he does, and that is the thing that breaks him before the branding. He asks, What hold does she have over you? And I think it's it's not like how how can I replicate that hold, but it's how can I take that hold and then myself also put that hold over you. Hmm. And it comes through in the lavender oil of him treating the extreme wounds that he's already given him. Because very early on into that, into that endeavor, he, uh, I mean, he assaults him very early on. And it's, you can tell for both parties where, where Blackjack wants that to... He spits in his hand. Oh. Mm -hmm. I mean, we also broke back mountain. That's just what you have to do. Uh, <laughs> some of us own it. Guys, I'm still single. <laughs> That's a really good movie. That's a great movie. Um, My but grandmother he, saw that movie in a movie theater. It was the last movie she saw in a movie theater. And she said, I don't know why everyone's so upset about gay marriage. You love who you love. Oh. oh, fuck yeah. Mama. How, how do I take that and transition back to what I'm about I'm to say? I'm just saying that that brought back a memory. Oh, just my like, God. Just like Blackjack Randall is trying to create. Uh, to bring back memories. He, well, but he has that moment early on where he's like, I can just physically overpower you. Your hand is broken. You're chained. I can just physically overpower you. And it's much like what he did with, um, with Jenny from the Lollybrock, where it's not that level of satisfying that he ultimately wants. Like he doesn't say his whole thing with Jamie is that I don't want you. I don't want to just bone you. It's and like you're dead. It's what is it? I he need says? you. It's I like need you to dead. like, yeah. Yeah. He, well, when he, he first kisses him, him, he's like submit kissing a not corpse. to be overpowered. Right. Yes. Because it's, it's not about, but th this is what I'm saying is that ultimately the submission he gets is not to him, but to Claire. But he, I, he, no, I think it's, I think it's that Blackjack Randall has effectively psychologically tortured him into a point where he would submit to anything, where he can um, give in to physical pleasure because his senses are overwhelmed and there's a part of his brain primally that thinks that he's with his wife. But I think, and I think the reason that this ultimately fails to break Jamie is because all of the submission that Jamie exhibits, ultimately all the sexual submission that he exhibits, is all tied to his memories and his love of Claire. Hmm. Which is why at the end, but Claire he calls, is the one... He calls Blackjack Randall Claire. No, that's what I'm saying. And so that's the mistake, mistake in quotations I'm making, that Blackjack Randall makes is by using Claire as his... 
as the inroad as, as, the, as the egress for that. Yeah. That instead of instead of because he doesn't break the connection between Jamie and Claire, but uses the connection between Jamie and Claire, the connection between Jamie and Claire is ultimately what saves Jamie. That is very insightful, Neil. That's incredible. I yeah no I think you're I think you're absolutely on the right path. But then can we make funnies now? Because but hold on hold on. Come on I just want to say nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Badly timed, but okay. <laughs> so here's a question. After he gets rescued and then is freaking out every time he sees Claire and every time Claire tries to touch him. Yeah. Explain that. Well, oh. I, that I don't think. For is me, it just from seem. being touched intimately? Is well, it's, it's just, it's the essence of drama. It's, oh it's my God. lavender. It's, you just you ruined all stop your it. You just ruined everything you just said. You just, <laughs> make a real you just tuck her <laughs> under. Oh, I'm sorry. All you right. tuck her under right. everything sorry. you just said. You, you covered yourself. You guys, you guys, Kevin. you guys. Kevin would like to make a real point. <laughs> Now I don't want to. Because it's not actually real. Yes, it is. I Come was on. actually going to make a real point, but now I just want to make a silly. Can no, I? No, I want to hear. I actually, Kevin, <laughs> tell me what I wrote a poem about this. No. Uh, no. Tell Come me what you're going to say. No. So, oh, Janine. Everybody hit pause. everybody that sound you heard before you heard yakety sax was janine just spilling her wine and that's not a euphemism it's actually what happened it was everywhere uh, it just went everywhere mm-hmm. it's easy to say it was like if it if it had spilled out a body it would have gone into every crevice i just i just got excited <laughs> uh, so just to remind you where we were before Yakety sacks. Before the great wine spill near expensive equipment of 2017. Um, uh, we were talking about how Blackjack's use of Claire to emotionally torture Jamie was perhaps, in Neil's estimation, a mistake because it allowed him to have a lifeline back to the world through his relationship. Then he said, nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Then Julie was asking, why then was Jamie so tortured in To Ransom a Man's Soul in the monastery? And it's not just because of those haircuts. And Kevin was about to answer, and then wine went everywhere. Kevin? Oh, I was about to say, those haircuts are on point, so it was never those haircuts' faults. That's all I had to say, so we can move on. Don't say that. Uh, Too old. No, I think... (laughs) <laughs> I think going the route that he did through using Claire to get to Jamie, I, I, I think that is the most effective way to truly get to his core because it is the thing that he lives and dies for, which I think is what causes him so much turmoil at the monastery is that he knows what he experienced. And he's not in any way going through a dream state. He knows what he experienced because that episode starts with him waking up the next day, eyes open, and Black Jack Randall is waking up. And he's aware. He has not slept a lick. Um, and then he asks to be killed. Yeah. <sighs> it, it starts that way. And Randall is about to 
about to do it, and then uh, 19 cattle come and in. And then cows are a plan. <laughs> it's the weirdest way. Do we really know that Blackjack is going to kill him? Yes. Oh, I think he is. Yes. I mean, I think one of the things that makes yeah. Blackjack Randall, Randall such an interesting villain is that he is a deeply horrible person who is also, to a very limited extent, a man of his word. Mm. That is true. It's actually even more true in the books. But we see that in season two when um, his brother is ill. But, what but, else? but we see that in this season, too, that when he makes this deal to save uh, Claire. Yeah, he lets like, her go. Like, I will let Claire go. I give my word I will let her go if you give your word that you will submit. And his... To his core belief is... But he lets her go into a pit of dead people. He still lets her go. But he knows he's letting her go. He knows she should be safe. He does not expect her to die from that fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, Yeah, Does he expect her to actually get out of that pit? I think that it's... That's not the agreement, though. The agreement is to let let her go... From the boundaries of that, I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's splitting hair. I don't think he's making like a devil's yeah, bargain where either. he's splitting hairs about. I don't think he's trying I, to kill know, her. Like, I think he's letting her go and then not caring whether or not she lives after he lets her. No, out but her he's door. letting her go, right? He's right. you know out the door. But obviously, to my, Jamie, that's different. But though. my point right. is that for Blackjack Randall, his word, he he expects that I give you. I give my word. You give your word. We will both honor it. Anyway, sorry, Kevin. No, it's fine. You just derailed my entire point, and it's, it's completely gone. Mission accomplished. Don't be a dick, Kevin. <laughs> I can't believe I swung this Kevin, mic. Kevin, come on. Oh. Go oh, back and get back to your point. Um, no, I think that the, the truly the only way to get Jamie to submit is through the usage of Claire, which is why when he gets to the monastery, it is... If Jamie were to survive, right? Like, so if Blackjack was like, listen, we made this agreement, but I I failed it in some way, which ultimately happens. He gets out alive. He knows that he he has to get him to submit. It's not that he has to get him to want death or that he wants to get him to be comfortable with dying. It's he has to get him to submit to Blackjack Randall. That's what's most important. So... He's got to he's got to get there the only way that he can. And then you see the lingering effects of the fact that Jamie should have died in in that prison cell. He should not have gotten out of that place at all. And so because of because the fact Because he asked to be killed. He asked to be killed. That was the deal. Like but even even if even a if, death of the manner of your choosing was mm-hmm. the specific deal. But even a blackjack would have been like, listen, I don't care, he's still gonna get hung that day. Hanged. Hanged. I'm so sorry that the old E puts me in. Luke, stay on target. (laughs) All right, but so, okay, so now that he, that that Jamie has found himself inexplicably, inexplicably safe from that environment, the only way that you can truly submit at that point is to do a, like, my, my soul is given to Claire, but I have to take my soul away from Claire and give it to somebody else. And so he has to, Blackjack has to use Claire to get him to that point, which is why she makes that whole argument about uh, when you branded yourself, you didn't brand, you branded, you physically branded your body, but you didn't lose your heart or soul. Because Blackjack wants him to brand his heart, but he ends up branding his 
Oh, that's oblique. a really good point. Yeah. yeah. His side. He's not, it's not his heart because his heart still belongs to Claire, so he goes southern to his obliques just to pacify him. Oh, Jesus. That's some heavy Interesting. And this is, Kevin, that is an excellent point. Yeah. And it's a great transition to a moment I'm sure none of us want to skip, which is when Marta takes a slice out of Jamie and throws it. Expertly. 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 Like he's it on done the fire. it a million times he, before. Maybe he has. And then he throws it on the fire like cracklins. Murtaugh, Murtaugh slicing off nipples since 1747. I Seriously. Just, I do want to point that out, That dude knows what is up. He's I just mean, like, shook and off and in the fire. Maybe the cattle were branded, and so he's used totally. to... No, you put burnt Dude, flesh I, into a fire to burn. That monastery smells did like Did I not butt. say last night no, we were watching this? Like that he looks like... He does looks, not smell like cracklins. Yes, it does. It smells like pork burnt, skin. Burnt it smells flesh like burning. Long it smells like pork skin because mm-hmm. that's what human cooking smells like is like pork. Oh boy, let's bring it back. Um, <laughs> okay. Just saying people smell like pig. So long pig. this episode ends with... Um, Reasonable. With Claire knocked up, did you guys see it coming with all the puking and whatnot, or no? I had seen season two before I saw these last two episodes. Okay, that's true. Kevin? Uh, no, I didn't see okay, that she was fine. pregnant. No. Neither did I, so fair enough. Okay. <laughs> but then again, I'm kind of like a man in that I'm never going to have kids. <laughs> I'm also like a man in that I hope that anyone I have sex with meaning, never has meaning a kid. Meaning that you might have kids, but you don't have to be responsible for them? Whatever, I'm never going to have kids. <laughs> Guys, we're in a marriage okay, squabble so, right now. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, he knows it. On a scale of um, a 10-ouncer t- a of OE. Oh, fuck. It's not nearly enough. Horrible. Horrible. Why does that even exist? I, I don't believe that's in production. <laughs> to, uh, you need at least 64. To um, a, a, a magnum of... Lukewarm, flat, skunked Coors Light. Oh, this is a horrible. Deeply uncomfortable were those episodes for you. Oh, okay. You're welcome. Best moment. So we explained the geography of my furniture layout. The best moment was when all this. I meant the episodes you watched, hun. Not the one you're on right now. Oh, no, 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 no. He's talking about. I'm talking specifically about this endeavor that I had with with Neil Starbird. Okay. At a. Let's say a particularly tough moment to get through, knowing the architecture of my my couch layouts, Neil leaned as far as he could to his left so that he knew that I would be able to see his human body, smiled, waved, and said, good stuff, and we went back into it. (laughs) So... uh, I gotta say, I don't fully understand your scales because... Every moment that it should have been the worst thing I've ever watched with another man in my apartment, Neil leaned over as far as I could see. Neil made it more like a Prosecco. Smiled, (laughs) waved, and said, good stuff, buddy. Neil Neil gave it a little bubble. (laughs) So your scales are tough. (laughs) And with that, we'd like to thank our Patreon patrons. Uh, So here is to you, Amanda Newton. Beth Locke, Molly Layton, La Docteur Ivre, Lara Magnuson, what? Friday Payton, Jen Lander Drunklin, and Kathleen Moniz, who, what? as far as I know, has still never listened to an Probably episode. Probably never still listen. Um, uh, when did we get a wonderfully French name on our list? I, I wonder, is that Dr. J? 
Well, it might be Dr. J teaching um, us fundamentals. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we love you guys. All also, thank you to all of our other many wonderful patrons. You guys are the best. Uh, the fact that you support the show makes it possible for us to do this stuff. It's just wonderful. While we are in Droughtlander, we are still going to crank out content for you. Do not fear. Next, we're going to do a costume episode. We're going to do some what we hope is going to be in season three episodes. We'll do some character studies. We might do like a deep dive into some of these IMDb pages. We'll watch a little EastEnders for the good old Annette Badlin. Um, What's that? It's a British show. You don't have to watch it. Who's on it? And that Nanya. Mrs. Fitzgibbons. Oh. Um, I'm sorry, Julie. Nanya who? We will... Business. Bros. Bros. Um, We will continue to create stuff for you to listen to. Um, We will also probably, hopefully... independently on a different thingy so you're not all subjected to it if you are not interested. Different thingy. (laughs) (laughs) iTunes feed. A different iTunes feed. Uh, Be talking about RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, Even if we have to do that in my snowball microphone in my home because Janine didn't sign on for Drag Race coverage. We'll figure it out. Don't worry. Great. Um, But you know what? Janine and I have watched Drag Race together. He's on board. We even then watched, what was the name of that god-awful show? Prince Charming. Finding Prince Charming. That's right. Prince Charming. It was so (laughs) So good. So bad. So bad. So bad. So good. So bad. Um, So the point is, we're going to do another little show that if you like this one, you will probably like that one. But we will also come up with some good, great, wonderful things for you to get drunk and listen to along with us. If you have episode suggestions, let us know. Follow us on Twitter at PodlanderCast. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash PodlanderCast. You can back us on Patreon, patreon.com slash PodlanderCast. Sophie! You can also follow Mr. Kevin Lambert on Twitter at not not Kevin L. That's it! Uh, Neil's also on Twitter, but he's literally never used he's still it. An egg. Am I really? Yeah. Yes. You're still an egg, buddy. He's on it to oh, a yeah. point where I guess if I can check Twitter, it. then I'm on Twitter. Yes. Yeah. Man. <laughs> He, he doesn't use it, um, so don't worry about it. Just anything you want to send to him, you can send to Julie. Uh, <laughs> and, Ju- Julie is. That's my favorite. Julie that's Julie. the way. That's the way I want to live my life. Anything you want to send to me, just send it to Julie. Fuck you. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Julie Starby. That's J U L I E S T A R B E E. And you can find me at Allison Shue. And if you can, you can find Janine at Pagel, like Bagel, P-A-G-E-L, underscore Aaron, double A-R-O-N. And please tell us if you have things you want us to talk about in this long, long wait to September, but we do not intend to leave you high and dry. There will be plenty more content. Uh, Oh, uh, Amanda uh, suggested that Julie and I read some Sam Sykes books. That's Diana Gabaldon's son. He's a really good writer. Julie, don't make that face. He's a really good writer. Okay. I don't read the books, though. It's not. He doesn't write Outlander books. Yeah, but I don't read the books. Anyway, there, there's a. What's <laughs> happening over there? What? what? I dropped something. I dropped a thing. Sorry. It's fine. I, I got it. Thank you All right, very sorry. much. Sorry. Uh, it's it's just been a wonderful show, and I think Kevin's almost done with his beer, which signifies. I guess the show's over. <laughs> Sing me a song of a lass that is gone. Say if that lass be I. Something is something is sailed on a day over the 
something. Sky. Something. Rivers and seas, summers and breeze, mountains and things. Bye.